0: Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel is a podcast where we discuss the latest Marvel TV episodes as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert. Welcome to Scrawl Season, our official Secret Invasion After Show podcast. I'm Zach Perlstein, the Editor-in-Chief of the Boardwalk Times. Joining me today is Josh Martin-Jones, Entertainment Editor at Streamer Entertainment and a writer at the Diz Insider. Josh, I'm thrilled to have you on the pod for the very first time. Hello, I'm very excited to be. Here. I am thrilled that we're getting to break down secret invasion. I'm just so excited to chat with you about this. So at, for everyone who like tuned in last week, you know that for Scrawl season, we're doing things a bit differently. We got two new segments. Our first one is the star ratings where we give our letterbox style star rating for each episode. And then our final segment of the pod is called Scrawl of the Week, which is pretty self-explanatory we're gonna just get right into it we're gonna dive into our star rating so josh how many stars was episode two of secret invasion
1: i am gonna be very bold and give it a four and a half 4.5 yeah i think it was it was really good
0: yeah i loved it
1: it sort of it it built upon what episode one set up and raised the stakes even more i'd say and set set some groundwork for some really exciting potential things that are going to be heading our way this season which is really exciting
0: it is really exciting and i i'm honestly i'm gonna go with 4.5 as well i think this one really did a lot of things right and just i i I don't know i just think it, it just has established the pace early on to be a really good show definitely and i just wanted to bring up in this episode they did this captain marvel intro like basically like recounting the events of captain marvel and my big take here is shouldn't have that been like a part of last week's episode just because like you know i feel like it would have made more sense to kind of like bring that all together last week
1: yeah i, I see both sides of it i think obviously having it at the start of the, the, the actual show makes more sense i'd say um it's like a catch-up sort of thing but at the same time, the cold o- the cold open for episode one with uh, with Ross, yeah, just on its own as well was a really good opening for the series. So yeah, I do see both sides of it, I guess. Uh, but I I enjoyed it in episode two. Could it have worked in episode one? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, we did have the cold open. I just thought it was just kind of funny because I'm like, oh, is this like a recap of Captain Marvel real quick? Like, you know, it's like we're getting into that. <laughs> and with captain marvel do you think we're going to get any like monica rambeau or Ma- maria rambeau cameos within the series
1: as of right now maybe we get some acknowledgement of the wandavision post credits
0: yeah um, that would that make sense
1: and i think as far as references to the events of captain marvel maybe i don't know if we'll actually see monica or maria we might might get like a flashback or something with the 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 stuff going on in the 90s um but right now i only see them doing like a sort of lead into the marvels
0: yeah that would make a lot of sense if they did it as a lead in into the marvels and i'm just curious how they're gonna get from like here to there because you know obviously these trailers make it seem so dire for nick fury but then we've seen them in the marvels trailer already so it's like i'm just curious you know what i mean i'm just kind of curious how things are gonna play out here
1: it is a funny one um it's like is it, where are the stakes if we know that nick fury is gonna be in, in the marbles it's it is a it's a tricky one
0: it is and i think the biggest thing in this episode that was revealed was that there are a million scrolls on earth and just just
1: casually
0: yeah just very (laughs) casually find this out so a million scrolls uh the uk prime minister is a scroll Yeah, nato secretary general they're all scrolls i mean i i give them credit you know they are really embracing the scroll thing across the mcu and i I don't know it's just going to be funny to see more and more of these like casual reveals because i actually kind of did crack up at like the whole uk prime minister being a scroll
1: yeah, when when I, I rewatched the episode today and it, it it went over my head that in that that scene with Rodi where he's speaking with all the nations, that obviously the UK prime minister is there. So the second time I watched it, it was literally like uh Leonardo DiCaprio in um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the the pointing <laughs> meme, that- Yeah. Um but yeah, I think obviously because it's not completely adapting the comics run uh it's cool that they're sort of swapping out superheroes for these big world leaders um so the fact that they've got a few in there is is very interesting just that that whole scene with the um the scroll council just uh, was very cool
0: yeah i thought that was cool to see play out i thought that was a good just just a good scene overall especially after they like discussed it in episode one about being there was a scroll council so it was kind of fun to see who actually made up that scrawl council in the end and the one thing that i also kind of had to laugh throughout this episode was the whole nick fury and carol danvers have been very unsuccessful in finding the scrolls a home and I'm, i'm i'm assuming in the next couple of episodes we will get more concrete info on why has this been so hard for them to do? And then, obviously, the real reason of like, so why can't they just be on Earth?
1: Yeah, it's I always just assumed that the ending of of Cap, well, was it the ending of? I would just assume that they'd make home on Earth anyway. Yeah, it was obviously the the goal was to find an actual planet, but if if all else fails, that Earth just becomes the the, the natural home and um it's it's interesting saying that because the actual i can't remember what, what um gaia calls it in the first episode but the was it Skrullos? yeah
0: yeah that that was their home planet yeah, i the think actual, yeah.
1: that actual place looks it looks so cool and um, just the the abandoned aesthetic but yeah it's 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 a shame that it's not worked out but yeah, they've made they've made a home for themselves <laughs>
0: yeah it, it's one of those things that i'm just kind of curious because it's like they could all just be living on earth you know just in disguise and it's just like yeah. such a weird thing to be like oh well just these two people promise just to find an entire home world and i don't know it's just one of those storylines that i just kind of I'm just and i think that's why some people i don't think some people who haven't watched secret invasion yet probably don't have the interest or intrigued to watch it just because of that storyline to them they're like okay but like if they didn't see captain marvel or anything they're probably like oh okay (laughs) like it's not like as you know exciting as obviously like some of the other things
1: yeah no i i think it's it's crazy because the the actual the scrolls themselves are really interesting characters and the actual narrative that is going on you know this displaced community now that we know that there's a million of them who just want a home I think it's a really compelling story um, and to be told within the MCU I think it's it's a great story so for them to put this on a global scale pretty much like these million scrolls could literally be everywhere like they, they might not just be in Brixton like we see in the flashback and, and in Russia so I think that's that's a really interesting element as well.
0: And I think there's still a couple shoes to drop. There's still a couple like big scroll reveals. I mean, we haven't even gotten to like American soil yet, where I think there's going to be some pretty impactful scroll reveals, whether it's the president of the United States or someone within his cabinet or just sword or just something there. There's going to be something that leads us into more of this global conflict but you're right i just think they've done really a good job with the scrolls and i'm just excited to see how the next four episodes just really play out because it's like they have a lot of different possibilities now on how this could end and i think the one there's one route they could take that i actually wouldn't mind if they did it is you know secret invasion might not end in six episodes this could continue on in the next few films if you think about it because some of these films like captain america brave new world you could still have this conflict going on in the background definitely like i think that could be or armor wars with roadie i think like you could have still have a scroll type thing happening
1: yeah it'd be a shame for them to just sort of sort of call it a day after uh, secret invasion just say oh yeah the scrolls get their happy ending it gets resolved and i just think for such a a huge group of characters just to one and done them after the series would it would be quite silly. So yeah, I I'd I'd be all for it. You know, Brave New World have it have like a still the the repercussions of whatever's whatever's coming. You know, maybe have a, a super scroll, uh, oh yeah, in a, in a project or two, even if it's just for like a, a cold open, per se, some something like that, where they can just be like, oh, here's here's a super scroll, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm all for more scrolls and and more Secret Invasion esque stories within the the wider MCU. So yeah, it would be a shame if it's just this series.
0: It would be, and I think I said this last week, like Secret Invasion could have been an Avengers film. Because it's like that big of a storyline. But this week, I'm going to go a step further with this take. This could have been its own saga if it really wanted to. I mean, we could have just had the secret saga after the Infinity Saga. You know, I think it could have worked. You know, obviously we're in the multiverse saga, but I, I don't know. I really think the secret saga could have played out across multiple titles. Because then you would have had that like instant oh my gosh, who can we trust in each single, every single title? I know for some people that might have been played out, but to me, I would be like, ah, that would be kind of exciting.
1: Especially like right off the back of the blip as well, you know, like five years of, of devastation, and then to be like this this new threat, who you don't know who they are, and it could, it could literally be anyone. I think that'd be really interesting. So it's sort of a shame that we've jumped right into the, the multiverse side of things, but at the same time, you know cool cameos yeah. And, and yeah all
0: that you know stuff. it's it's tough because i mean the multiverse is right there too i mean like in endgame you know with the timelines and stuff you know that was also one of those things where it's like you know you defeated thanos with time travel who's a villain you can't defeat with time travel kang so it's like kind of they had they kind of it was like one of those things i think they were kind of stuck where it's like it almost made too much sense to move on to that stuff. And then when it comes to the one scene where the nations are questioning Rhodey, I really was kind of laughing at how he was threatening to carpet bomb Slovakia <laughs> for just like looking <laughs> looking at him wrong. And it just reminds me, it's been a while since we've seen him in the suit, in the war machine suit. Yeah,
1: God, would it have been Endgame?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's... yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: it would have been in game now wow four years yeah and i don't know when he'll be back officially because that armor wars project is like i mean it's a film now but it's like we don't ever hear anything about it
1: no very very little about that one
0: like it You know you you cover this stuff for a living too josh so it's like do do we think armor wars is even real like
1: i think it will happen yeah you know obviously being on social media 24 hours a day you know scoopers seem to think it's it's happening and um i think i think we will see it whether or not it's when we it's was planned originally planned or obviously we've had a a slew of delays but i think whatever story they wanted to tell, which was that important, they moved it to a film will, I think we will see that play out eventually, whether it's in an Armor Wars film or if they fold it into another film. Um, I don't know, but I, I think I, I want to see it. I'm a huge fan of, of Rhodey.
0: Oh, well, me too. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah. Team, Team Armor t- Wars. T- t-
0: for the record i i want to see it too i think that storyline sounds epic but it's just one of those things where i just get super concerned because it's like they'll announce stuff and then like this project specifically just like dead silence and it's just so weird sometimes you're like whoa what what happened <laughs> you know
1: yeah it's, it's literally a title at the minute there's we've had concept art for a lot of the disney plus stuff obviously that's quite different because that's closer than some of the films have been uh and then you know some of the the animated stuff has been pushed back but it feels like everything but armors we know something about in some shape or form and i think it's just armors and those two avengers films that we we don't really know anything about right now that's been like officially announced
0: but like at least the avengers films have like some creatives behind them because like i like i don't even recall if like did armor wars ever get like writers and directors attached
1: i think there has been writers attached okay maybe not a director yeah i feel like we might get something in like interviews and sort of press after secret invasion because obviously if it's leading into it we might have a smaller idea of what's going to happen. That
0: would make sense. I'm hoping for that, honestly. Maybe that will be one of the kind of jump points at the end of episode six. You'll kind of see where Rodi's heading.
1: Send him to space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'd take it. You know, I mean, I I wouldn't even mind him being like, oh, we have to start, we have to start monitoring the CIA, like Val, and like. Like I heard Val's creating this team, you know I wouldn't mind him seeing fighting the Thunderbolts. I mean, I I think there's a lot of interesting places they can go with his character. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna say it's great to have so much more not grounded but earth set MCU stuff, sort of like the, in the vein of what Captain America and with with so many films dealing with the multiverse and and cosmic. It's nice to go back to where the MCU started. Um, so having stuff like Captain America four, Thunderbolts, Armors, it's not that it's a breath of fresh air per se because we've we've experienced this this genre of Marvel films before, but it is nice to go back to basics and and what the MCU when it does really good is is superb, uh, and I think the Winter Soldier is the prime example of that. Like that is top MCU for me.
0: I agree with you. I, I think these earthbound stories are the ones that I think people, you know, the cosmic stuff works too. But I think these earthbound stories always kind of get people going, they get people really excited. So I'm glad that uh, within the next year, we're gonna get a couple of these.
1: Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed, obviously, with, with everything going on with the right strike and, and um, hopefully something gets agreed sooner rather than later and they get writers get what they deserve and and then they can get back to working on all the things we love so
0: 100 percent. i hope they get everything they want and more you know i hope they Mm. really really win in in that scenario because you know they deserve it and yeah I, i i'm Going to be curious to see when that all, when the WGA strike resolves, because that does play a huge factor in these films, because obviously none of these films can be in production if you're not going to have writers, because it's like, we can't risk Marvel having misfires, like self-inflicted misfires, because they decided, hey, we we didn't want to, we wanted to do it without the writers.
1: (laughs) Saying that, is Deadpool 3 still shooting or because i think they're in the uk aren't they
0: deadpool 3 as far as i know is still in production which is kind of mind-blowing because yeah. of the writer strike and also it's mind-blowing that it got moved up from its release date to that may release date so it's like one of those things where it's like i have all the faith in ryan reynolds and sean levy and all the people in that film but part of me is still a bit hesitant just because you're you're moving up a film way ahead of its release date and it's like when has that ever happened with a marvel film i mean i don't know it's just it's just a bit bit concerning whenever films jump that far ahead of their intended release date because then you sometimes can see maybe it wasn't cooked in the oven for too long and it's not gonna be as good
1: yeah very weird after three years of, of constant delays that we could get something a bit a bit sooner um i'm i'm yeah i am like you i'm i'm hopeful that they they have cooked up a storm um so we'll, we'll just have to see unfortunately
0: and we will and another thing with rhodi that i just kind of want to bring up real quick is that when he's having this conversation with Nick Fury, I love that he's like the first ever character to be like smart enough to be like, Hey, can we just call our friends?
1: <laughs> any any situation you'd you'd think, oh, why can't we just get the Avengers, you know? Um I think it's it's really weird at this point in the MCU because this because we haven't really focused on the Avengers or building up to a sort of Avengers lineup. Like there's there's no clue right now who is on Avengers Duty um like when with Endgame it seemed that Rhodey was very much had a, a higher role than than he previously had you know with the um the scene where it's Rocket uh I think Okoye and Captain Marvel or is that in Shang Chi? I can't I can't remember. All right my memory's all over the place but they they're having that sort of hollow chat. And it just sort of implied that he was sort of more involved than previously. And now he's in the White House. It's like, what's what's going on there? So yeah, very very up in the air at the minute with the Avengers. So
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, where are they? And I think the only thing from the Avengers that we've gotten, like any sort of like context clues for them being a team, was you know, Shang Chi. We do get Shang Chi chatting with Wong, Captain Marvel and Hulk Bruce Banner yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like okay so we at least know that people are still in contact but it's like with Bruce we don't really know if he's active I mean Wong you know Wong's Wong I mean he he's everywhere so it's like we can't really count Wong but Captain Marvel you know it's one of those things where it's like I I hope within Captain America Brave New World or heck even in Secret Invasion if they want it to they start kind of dropping at least some tidbits on, like, who who would you call as the Avengers in this situation now?
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's. It appears to be more fractured than it seems, which is very interesting if, obviously, whatever they're building up to. Um, well, not fractured. I don't think fracture is the right word because I'd argue they were fractured in, in Endgame. I think they're just a bit displaced across the the unif- the the galaxy um so but yeah I'd, I'd like some clarity on who's actually an avenger right now um but more than likely that uh kang dynasty it'll be like a, uh, we're getting the gang back together sort of we'll get up and if you know if they want to do the young avengers they can they can whip that up as well that'd be pretty cool
0: in my head when you just said getting the gang back together all i'm thinking of is like king dynasty starting like the muppet movie where it's like we're moving right along and everyone's like getting in the van as they collect people across the galaxy Travel,
1: traveling by map to wakanda <laughs>
0: yeah yeah okay guys uh wakanda then Talokan, and then we're gonna see if the guardians are still on nowhere i mean like you know they're gonna just kind of do it like that
1: <laughs> oh that'd be perfect what what an, what an opening Yeah. Five stars for me.
0: Yeah. Five stars. You know, that's our star rating for that hypothetical intro.
1: Is it, um, it's not Michael Waldron's doing secret wars, isn't he? I don't think they've got a new writer for Kang Dynasty yet, have they?
0: So the rumor with Kang Dynasty was that Loveness is no longer writing it. Uh, Jeff Loveness of Quantumania. But we haven't heard anything about Waldron writing secret wars. I mean we we know he is but like after loveness being removed from king dynasty you have to wonder if yeah. there might be more changes coming for these two major films I almost feel like they're going to have to have more than like one writer on these like just because of size
1: I think which one is no my mind's going completely blank but you know what if they want to if they want to ring us up for that uh, that cold open I will kevin feige i will gladly gladly work on any script treatment we'll, josh we'll get the gang back together in no time
0: see, see josh you're now officially a part of the multiverse of marvel podcast because we have always pitched kevin feige our ideas on this podcast and we're always like yeah call us kevin <laughs> feige if if that idea sounds great we will come write it for you uh so you Are part of the team officially uh you're you're knighted you're 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 in because that was yeah
1: i have made it
0: yeah (laughs) and with this episode there was two more like big like kind of reveals and one was that graphic is trying to create super scrolls and they're using the dna of super powered beings that were just kind of like left over on earth so it's like you have call obsidian Brute, I think one was the extremist from Iron Man 3, and there was another one, but I didn't like catch it or catch a, the name.
1: It's a Jotunheim frost giant or something. something oh, okay. it was From it was from Jotunheim, one of the, the big frost creature sort of things.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see how that DNA comes all together, but hey, it looks like Super Scrolls may be on the way.
1: We've we've obviously got that scene in the trailer with uh, Gravik and his little Groot arm. So whether or not it's just Gravik who becomes a super scroll, or if he's gonna sort of have a an army of them, uh, I think that's. I think for me, with a show like this, where we don't have the Avengers, we don't have a, we have an ensemble, but they're not very much fighters per se, if, and you're dealing with a, an antagonist that is a super scroll, like how do you combat that on top of the conspiracy that you can trust no one, and like imagine forming a team and you can't even like know that the, these aren't going to double-cross you or, or whatever, so I think it's very exciting to see what, what they're going to do in the, the last four episodes. Uh, whether or not maybe some scrolls will sort of flee from the, the Skrullos community and, and disagree with what Gravik is, um, is fighting for. Perhaps we get a Skrull civil war. Might be pretty cool. And the, 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 the long-term implications of that, the, the actual Skrull species could be more fractured than they were when they had to find a new home. I think that, that could be really interesting plot point to to deal with uh so yeah very very exciting
0: it is i'm i'm actually pretty stoked to see when nick fury has to finally confront gravic because obviously there is more emotional build-up we saw the death of maria hill i mean there's gonna be some tension there but you're you're right it's kind of it's going to be fascinating to see how he approaches this because he's just a man and these are super scrolls, so this going to be a battle
1: and I think um, with the Brixton scene where we know that Fury has known Gravik since he was a young boy um, and obviously with the, the final reveal of the episode I do think there is more between Fury and Gravik than is currently being let on mm. uh, obviously we find out that Nick Nick Fury is married. And oh yeah, the, the female scroll from the opening scene. So I think have these two raised Gravik as their own. I think that could be a really cool sort of parallel between Gaia and Talos, and Nick and Gravik. You know what what went wrong that caused this this split between the two? Um, because the fact he killed Maria Hill. That what made that so personal that he has to go after Nick Fury, he, that, that that extra mile and, you know, killing his, not his second in command, but like his right hand woman, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see if there is anything more between the two, because I'm, I'm sure we'll get more flashbacks, like I said before. So I'm excited for that. But that's like my, not head canon, but my head theory is that uh Fury and his wife have, raised graphic as their own after he flew to earth by himself
0: pretty bold take honestly because i mean that could really up the stakes even more i mean i think the whole reveal of just nick fury's wife being a scroll is just pretty mind-blowing in itself it it makes sense but it's also still kind of like didn't really see that coming
1: it just came out of like no it was like the episode yeah part of me like it just took it not like a left turn like a, an insane choice but it was the last thing i expected going into a secret invasion series was me in fury's wife
0: oh um. sure <laughs> yeah like that was the last thing on my list too it's like because they made it seem like he's lonely he's up in space you know like everything you know and before we dive into scroll of the week I just want to mention that if you want to support this podcast, you can visit boardwalktimes.store and buy some of the greatest merch in the multiverse. Marvel Studios fans will love our Enfeige We Trust tea, and more MCU-inspired designs are coming soon. So go shop at boardwalktimes.store. And Josh, now we're we're, we're to our last segment, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but I want to just kind of keep talking with you about it it's scroll of the week and i think we already know each other's answers but i have to just ask you josh what is your scroll of the week
1: well it's it's funny that you say that because it's going to be an absolute curveball oh okay my my scroll of the week is actually brogan um
0: because we
1: haven't we haven't mentioned how insane the torture scene is like yes like just the last thing I, obviously it was sort of teased in the trailers, but like it's f- the whole, from the beginning to the interrogation, to the actual rescue mission, it's, it's so good um, with um, oh, graphic showing up and, and, you know, you've got Sonya who I think, what a character, what a performance mm. from Olivia Coleman. I think she eats that role up so well. Uh, both in the first episode and and the second episode so just the for that scene alone obviously he's getting tortured but he gets he gets scroll of the week for for just being part of such an incredible scene
0: hey that's a phenomenal choice and i appreciate you for bringing up that interrogation scene just from the standpoint of you know so much happened in this episode and obviously you know we kind of do quicker episodes now that like the interrogation scene was pretty awesome and it was pretty gruesome too but it was just one of those things that was kind of slipping my mind on the podcast even though i loved Sonia fallsworth i like olivia coleman's portrayal it's just one of those things that my pod was like today i was just i think so set on i'm like fury's wife's a (laughs) scrawl or like (laughs) roadie like it was like i totally like blanked out so i'm so happy you brought that up you know on this podcast
1: yeah what, what i see really, it is really
0: good it is in my pick for scroll of the week i think you already kind of know but it's fury's wife and in second it's the uk prime minister just because i just think it's just such a funny kind of like parallel thing with you know people in positions of power is also being scrolls and i don't know just nick fury having a wife still kind of just blowing my mind and you know i just can't really believe it
1: i feel like the fact that we've seen the council now and we know that the uk prime minister is on the council i i don't want to say i think it could be like a massive red heron that it rules out the current us president being Mm human and no yeah. Skrull but there's still so much right now that still makes me think that ultimately he will turn out to be a Skrull um but again it's it's like the sort of stuff with the fact we know Fury makes out alive and he's going to be in the marbles we know that Ross uh Thunderbolt Ross will eventually be president whether or not that happens off screen or uh but I still could see the actual president uh I remember the actor's name Dermot something I think he'll be end up being a scroll and we could see more roadie which is always great
0: yeah I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to that storyline kind of coming together because obviously we we already kind of know what's ahead so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of get us there so to speak well Josh that that brings us to the end of this podcast and I can't thank you enough for being on this episode of scroll season, but before we end this podcast, I just have to ask for all the listeners who are listening to us right now, where can they follow you on social media and where can they like find your writing and just all that good stuff, Josh.
1: So mainly uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Josh M underscore Jones. Uh, You can find me on Instagram as well with the same at Uh, most of my ramblings and workings can be found at the streamer. I'm uh entertainment editor, so we've got four four brands. We cover entertainment, culture, tech news. We've got plenty of plenty of stuff, different variety for everyone to check out. Um, so do do go check that out and I occasionally rant about Bob Chapek and <laughs> the uh, the Walt Disney Company for uh, the Disney Insider, uh, the Insider.com. so yeah like my my two main main Avenues
0: fantastic I I read them both so I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast and we'll have to get you back on here eventually
1: oh that'll be that'll be awesome yeah we can we can do some more pitches for uh, Kevin Farge
0: you know what's the point of having a podcast if you're not pitching to him I mean come on right could be listening yeah, exactly. And we got to get you on one of our podcasts to actually discuss the Disney parks as well. That's a
1: oh yes
0: big one. You know, we got to chat up Disneyland Paris. I've never been, but you know, we got to <gasps> dive into that.
1: So much, so much.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, trust me, I see some of those tweets on the Diz Insider account. I'm like, oh, those, those are coming from someone. <laughs> Everyone does a podcast. Everyone talks about the latest episode of Marvel Television. If you're listening to this pod and you enjoy my commentary and my guest's commentary, please share with a few of your friends. It truly means a lot and helps us out. We also have more episodes on the way. So follow and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We will also be covering low key Echo, The Marvels, and whatever else Marvel Studios throws at us in 2023, on top of even more bonus episodes, which will include previews, rankings, drafts, deep dives, and more. For more Marvel content, head over to BoardWalkTimes.net or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review.